Okay, so would you call? So remember, remember when we spoke in the first episode? We were talking about um, about you know whether or not Twilight fans are really nerds or not. Um, what do you think of that? Do you think they're fake nerds? I don't think so. But what do you guys think? All right, so I guess it really comes down to what we think it means. Yeah. I, I'm going to say that Twilight fans are not nerds. And why do you say that? And I say that because... you hate because... women? Is that why? Because you're... Because it's a whole misogynist agenda to keep women down and out of the mar- the business marketplace and in your kitchen, Sam? Yes, that that is exactly what he means. My opinion or the Twilight books themselves? No, fans... We're talking about fans of Twilight. Are they yes. nerds? And you said no, and why is that? Right. That's, that's what we're going to... So the reason that I say that Twilight fans are not nerds is because, for one thing, Twilight became very trendy. Um, there's also just an element of, um, I guess you would, it, it was sort of the antecedent to, to Fifty Shades of Grey with the mommy porn, um, you know, where, uh, where, where there's a lot of women reading these books who are reading it purely for, I guess you could say pornographic reasons, although there's not terribly a lot of pornography in the books but it's more like like romance porn like the books are just filled with nothing but but like cheap romance cues that are satisfying to people who who are just obsessed with romance i'm not actually making a good case for why it's not nerdy all right so. well, <laughs> by, by, by your line oh. of logic then also people who are really into like soap opera uh, like soap operas into those worlds, those aren't really nerds, which I, I guess I would agree with. But but the, remember, I think we can agree that there's a difference between a fan and a nerd. Can you can you qualify? Okay, well here's a, here's a question, right? Is is being is does for something to be nerdy, does there have to be an element of either social awkwardness or just you know something that like most people would not be into and are not interested in, or does it not need that? Ah, no, okay. I, 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 so I this is where I think it gets interesting, because is the word nerd a pejorative as far as we're concerned, and B, does it have to be about something that's not mainstream? No, I, I think, I think at least for me, my definition has more to do with the obsessiveness and the obsessiveness uh, over a certain world. And once again, as I said before, like, like the certain pop, it also just brainstorming about possibilities of the world and really dissecting it. I, I look at it, even though we did that whole nerd chart thing before, like what's mm-hmm. a nerd, what's a geek. What I do right. think is right about that is the obsessiveness. I think it's kind of irrelevant these days, just kind of because of the internet, because it can make a lot of people into a nerd. Um, I think that 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 it's really the obsessive quality that people have. Well, that's actually- but I would say I would say that being nerdy is more than just being obsessive about something because anyone can be obsessive about anything. But I think that being nerdy means being obsessive about something that most people would not be obsessive about. But maybe there might be a small community of people that are obsessive about it. Could you, could you be no. Could you be a nerd into something that people are into, but you're just way more into it than most people are. Yeah, I would say that's nerdy. Because what, what You mean like professional wrestling? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, actually. No, but Star example, Wars. I mean, I know somebody who does professional wrestling online fantasy wrestling. Oh, like where they basically it's all about like writing promos 
and then they vote on who won the promo. Yeah, it's super nerdy. I, I think we can all agree with that. That, that is definitely nerdy. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's that, really nerdy. That is just like and, you know, <laughs> flipping the needle on my on my nerd radar. Well, <laughs> it's just but like last time when I talked about Dark Sun novels. <laughs> I don't think I'd consider them nerds, even wrestling nerds. You don't consider those people nerds? No, I'm, I'm saying a lot. Most wrestling fans, I don't think I would consider nerds. It's hard, like, being, I think, a wrestling nerd would have to mean not just that you watch it a lot, but that you kind of, like, have, like, materials. I think that's another part. It's not necessary to be a nerd to have materials, but but to have, like, you know, like, I, I've gotten a few, like, back in the days when I was really interesting, I had a few, you know, VHSs of, of not only of, like, they had, like, things like The Rock and his, and, his, and his profile, or, like, Mick Foley or Triple H and their genesis and their whole career. Like, I had videos of SummerSlam, like, 1997 or something like that. Like, that's, that's pretty nerdy, you know? That's, that's a really, like, nerd thing. Or I had, you know, I, I was, like, collecting stuff. So I think the collection makes you pretty nerdy, too. Um, but I think what Craig was saying, like, Star Wars is pretty huge, but there are definitely Star Wars nerds. Like, we cannot deny that there are Star Wars nerds. How could you? Of course, of course. You know? And there are Batman nerds. That's like the epitome of a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Or Star Trek. Uh, I don't know that I'd call it the epitome of a nerd. The epitome, Especially fine. because Star Trek came before that. I think, there were I think Star Wars Star Trek. is somewhat unusual, though, in that it's something which is just mainstream popular. Everybody likes Star Wars. And yet, it's something which is, like, you know, easily identifiable as being nerdy, despite the fact that it's just totally mainstream. Well, remember, that's what I was talking about with that Big Bang Theory article that I wrote. Yeah, I was thinking about You know, that. the difference between sort of the very specific and the generic because with Star Wars, it can really go both ways. You know, it's like, ugh, you sound like Chewbacca. And then everyone's like, ha 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 what are nerds? You know, and then you can say something a lot more, you know, a little bit more obscure, like you talk about, oh, you smell like a tauntaun. And then I, people are like, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. And then, you know, you can get even more, you can talk, you can use a specific quote, oh, I thought they smelled bad on the inside. On the outside. Yeah, or whatever it is. And then, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, so, so someone like a... So anyway, nerdiness is also what I call pedantic correction, which mm-hmm. is, is what Sam just did. Okay. I wasn't even correcting you because yes. I didn't even realize you were going to get the line wrong. I was just saying the line. <laughs> you happened to say it wrong, you know, a second before I said it. Oh, But okay. I probably would have corrected you if I had waited long enough to hear you get it wrong. I like to put that as a part of being nerdy is when you hear something wrong about what you're interested in. Yeah. You have this kind of feeling like, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to you correct it. Well, the other thing is, so, so what are we thinking about? Are we thinking about, are we talking about worlds that don't, or don't constitute nerdiness, or are we talking about behavior of people? What, what, what are we talking about here? Well, okay, Benji, here's, here's a good way to sort of separate those things. What about sports nerds, right? Because sports is generally something that's considered mainstream, cool, popular. Everybody is supposed to be into sports. Um, but then there are some people who are really obsessed with sports, and in particular, like sports history, statistics, when you're talking about statistics, then you're getting into math. Math is pretty nerdy, right? right. A lot yeah. of people are, you know, people are not comfortable with math. They didn't like it when they were in school, you know. So when you start talking about statistics and, and calculating, you know, different numbers and stuff, people get very uncomfortable with that. And yet, you know, you're not talking about a world. You're not talking about being inventive, particularly, unless you're inventing new statistical formulas. 
um, or new ways of, of analyzing people's careers and their performances. Although um, that has happened before. Of course. But it, it, does, it does have the trappings of nerdiness. Yeah, well, actually, you're right, and you touch on like the the like that's like the that's like the archetypal or stereotypical whatever um, line of nerdiness that people have brought up before, which I've heard because kind of what you were saying is that that really is a line that people don't call it nerdy because it's not automatically an uncool thing, but the behavior is pretty identical, like it's it, it is identical, but I don't think those people are necessarily pretending to be nerds. You know what I mean? They aren't nerds? No, if anything, they're pretending not to be nerds. Right. Right. Well, well, although yeah. actually, I shouldn't say that because probably most of them are not actually pretending that they're not nerds, but uh, you know, the actual people who are into this stuff. But I, I feel like other people who are into sports might pretend that those people who are really into sports are not nerds because, of course, you know, sports can't be nerdy. But you know, you can't even make generalizations like that because then right. you also have the uh, the old school sports fans who don't give a crap about statistics and formulas and stuff like that, and they do think that it's nerdy. So right. really, uh, there's all kind of different ways that it can play out. Are you automatically a nerd if you watch ESPN Classic, like, 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 as your favorite thing? You know, like, or that replays, no, like, all you the just, old... you could, you might not just be old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely or, you know, older, anyway. ESPN games that aren't your favorite team. Yeah, because, the, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. old games of, like, old, like, repeats of games, like a classic World Series game or something that wasn't your favorite team at all. Yeah, and not, the other thing that's kind of nerdy about watching ESPN Classic is it's not like they show highlights. Like, they just show the whole game, you know, which is kind of cool, but it's like, it's, and it's you, very But you know nerdy. what's going to happen. Like, part, yeah. part, of watching, part of the fun of watching a sports game for me is not knowing the outcome of the game before I start yeah. watching it. <laughs> yeah. If I knew the outcome. Well, it's funny. It's funny because, like, I, I will happily watch a game live, but if the game happens, you know, if it finished an hour ago and I'm watching a tape delay, then I don't want to watch it. Because that's just boring. Like, why would you watch something that already happened? Well, actually, right? But then, then there's, you know, once you get enough distance, once you get enough time away from it, and if it's a classic game, then you can go back and watch it again. Because you know that it's, like, such a dramatic game. It's so exciting that even though you know what happened, it's still, it's still exciting to relive it. Well, but that's in a case of something where you, where you probably did watch it originally when it was live, or at least you heard what happened, or something like that. Well, well, uh, our dad, Jeremy and I, our, our dad actually, since he has like DVR, like like he will do that. Like he'll just he'll just record like some sports stuff. Like he'll just record now, a game. We like, should say your dad is a crazy Yankees fan. Yeah, right. No, no, no but he'll like, do that. He'll do that with other sports. He won't just do that with the Yankees. That's not that's not the just thing. The Yankees. Yeah, I mean he's he's a pretty big sports fan in general. So and yeah. he's he's really into the, the games. And in fact, he speaks in a nerdy way about about sports, uh, you know, in 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 his way. Like um he's not like a he's not like a like a numbers cruncher or anything like that, but he's definitely he definitely will talk about the stories and how this person, like the characters who are involved and things like that, you know. So Well, also, back in the day, and it's not true anymore, but back in the day, the the ability to replicate something that happened in a game from memory or to say a bunch of statistics was a way to bridge the gap between like a nerdy kid and a bunch of random sports fans that were in their class too. You're saying for, it, for, for our dad? It might be true for him. I don't know if that's necessarily 
true for him specifically, but it definitely happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. So, so what are we, so going back to ground zero here, like what, so what are we, what are we defining? Like what are, like, like, is it the behavior of people that we might say might be a fake nerd, fake nerds, or is it a specific universe that, that might be fake? And it might not really be nerdy, but pretending to be nerdy. I don't, I mean, I, if we're talking about sports nerds, I don't think that they're pretending to be nerdy. Right. I, no. When you talk about fake nerds, I'm more, I'm, I'm more thinking about, you know, this idea of like nerd chic, you know, mm-hmm. where, where like being nerdy has become cool now. Right. Um, and, you know, maybe the Big Bang Theory has some small part in it and, you know, just the overall success of Joss Whedon and all of his many franchises, which really, I think, played a big part in making nerdy things mainstream. Um, and just, I don't know, you know, the generation that grew up watching, you know, Star Trek shows on TV and and admits that, that they still like them. And, you know, and a lot of people watch, watch all those Star Trek shows. So, so what that's all come to is, is this idea, you know, and, and you have shows, even shows like Glee, which take something like singing, oh, yeah. you know, in a musical group, which is a pretty nerdy thing. And the show even plays up its nerdiness, but then also makes it cool at the same time. Yeah. So, so when you talk about fake nerds, to me, that, that says like people who want to cash in on this whole like nerdiness being cool thing. So they just like pretend to be nerdy. But really, they don't care about, you know, science fiction or, you know, like really like nerdy things. They don't care about, you know, like video games and comic books, you know. So all they know about is like Star Wars or like, you know, maybe maybe Star Trek Next Generation. They might know that about like Picard and, you know, Data or something like that, you know, but they're not into like the really nerdy stuff. They didn't they didn't watch like the Joss Whedon shows, especially not, you know, they didn't watch Firefly. They didn't watch Dollhouse. You know, they might. These are people who like, let's say, watched, um, you know, they might have watched like the Terminator movies, but they didn't watch the Terminator TV show. Hmm. Only only like the hardcore Terminator fans watched the Terminator TV show, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which was a really good show, by the way. Yeah, I heard it was. Um, Or at least that it wasn't terrible. Well, it was it was I would describe it as um, better than it had any right to expect to be. Right. That's pretty good. I mean, I think the Terminator world's pretty cool, but, um, so, so I, I guess I was thinking, like, what are examples? And w- when you actually said Joss Whedon, I, I don't, this is an area I don't know about, uh, and, and that's like the Buffy world. Now, would yeah. you say people who are really into Buffy are, are, I'm sure they're, they're definitely nerdy people into Buffy, but you should, yes. you should say, like, fans of the show are fake, or there are a bunch of fake nerds who are, who are into Buffy, you know, as much as I love Joss Whedon, I mean, um, it's pretty nerdy to be into Dollhouse because I, I am kind of into Dollhouse, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I've seen some really nerdy behavior involved with Buffy stuff. I would say anyone who like really likes Buffy the Vampire Slayer probably is pretty nerdy because the show on the whole is pretty nerdy, even though it sort of pretended to be one of those like angsty teen dramas with like you know, romantic subplots, you know, appealing to, there were a whole bunch of other shows on TV that were also like angsty teen dramas that, you know, mostly didn't involve like vampires and demons and, and like stakes and crossbows and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think anyone who really actually watched like substantial amounts of Buffy could, could, you know, like I, I can't imagine somebody like really watching a lot of Buffy vampire slayer and not being a nerd. It's hard to imagine. 
Well, but yeah, but sometimes people just get into. So, so are you really nerd? Also, you're just really into like a show that doesn't necessarily have a world. You know what I mean? So, like, are Lost fans like are they are they nerds? Like, there's a something called the Lostpedia, and all the contributors, anyone who ever added something, I would call a Lost nerd. I think there definitely are. Lost fans who are nerds, but I don't think necessarily everyone who is into Lost is a nerd. Not into Lost, contributing to the online. No, I heard. I, I hear what you're saying. Lost, but media. but I think what Benji is asking is like, if you're a Lost fan, does that make you a nerd? And the no, answer but, is but, no. Well, okay, but if I, you're if you're a Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a Vamp, Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, does that make you a nerd? I think the answer is probably nerd? yes. Probably. No, I don't think it makes you a nerd. But I think you're more likely. It's a good indicator. Well, then I think we're also thinking. <laughs> that's what I was saying. I don't necessarily think. I don't know. Is there anything that if you are just just a fan of it that makes you a nerd? Star Trek, mm. definitely. And well, I would say Firefly. I wouldn't even say Star Trek. Cause it, cause yeah, that's true. When it came out, it was more of a mass cultural thing. Yeah, yeah. The last Star Trek movie was very popular. It was awesome. I, I didn't even ever watch Star Trek. I've seen like one episode ever. But yeah. The, but the movie was awesome. Yeah, I felt the opposite. Oh, but oh, but but what you were saying, what you were saying, Sam, the other time about comic books. If you're into comic yeah, books, uh-huh. you're auto- you're automatically a nerd. Like if you're if you're like like actually like into comic books, not hearing reading things here or there. Like I'm not a really a comic book nerd. I'm nerd of certain authors, but you know, but I'm also a pretty big nerd. Um, but we still haven't found out. So so can we think of like one example of a fake nerd? Like just one specific example. Tom hmm. down the street. <laughs> there's always Tom down the street. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, there's no Tom down the street. Down the street is a place where they sell mildly delicious tacos. <laughs> is this the, are you talking about Tom Green? Because he's not dirty. He's just damaged. Right. <laughs> uh, um, and if you're talking about Tom Waits, it's the same thing. Right. Okay, so what's an example, guys? Okay, well, a lot of times someone will say, "Oh, I'm such a nerd." You know, I you know, I really like Star Wars and I love that Star Trek movie. You know, and I really like the Avengers. Mhm. But does that mean that they're nerdy? No. <laughs> that in itself doesn't mean that they're nerdy. You know what? I don't think I've ever met someone that I would say was a fake nerd. I don't. I don't think so. Like, if you're a nerd, then you're a nerd. If you're into nerdy stuff, you're a nerd. I, I've never met anyone who pretended to be into nerdy stuff. But remember, I'm not necessarily talking about pretending, but someone calling themselves a nerd. Does that necessarily make them a nerd? Oh no. I mean, when when you originally asked the question, I thought about like maybe like like movie directors. Who made something I didn't like, <laughs> but so is okay. Is James oh, Cameron is, ja- is James Cameron a, a fake nerd? Huh. I don't think he's a fake nerd. I, I heard he's pretty nerdy. I think he is. I, I I think he is pretty nerdy. As much as you may not like him, Jeremy, I, I think he's pretty nerdy. I don't. I don't know anything about his personality. I don't, I don't care. I, listen, <laughs> I think you're getting me confused with the South Park episode. Here <laughs> <laughs> comes James Cameron. <laughs> the USS um, James Cameron. <laughs> no, I just don't like Titanic or Avatar, but I like a lot of his other stuff. I guess you do like Terminator. So um, yes, I like both the, the first two Terminator movies. I like uh, True Lies as well. Yeah. 
That's a fun movie. Yeah. He did that. Uh, Aliens is pretty decent. But I really feel like Avatar was just... I, a lot of the stuff... I mean, it seemed like it was really more about, well, I just want to do something with this technology. You know what would be the a story is like incidental. Jeremy, you actually you actually brought brought this 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 sort of inspired me. Okay. If somebody if somebody like you meet if you walk in and you meet somebody right and they're like, I love Avatar. Avatar is right. my favorite I, I movie. I'm I'm such a nerd because I like Avatar. Yeah. Right. That right. would would that be an example of somebody who's a fake nerd? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I think I mean, Avatar is too thin of a world. Even though I liked Avatar, I think it's too thin of a world, and it's not really it's not really. Not really and, so, but the so, point so is, yeah. they're not into any any anything else which is identifiably nerdy. Just Avatar, right? Yep. Right. Y- y- ding ding ding. I think you're right. But but the question is, would somebody like call themselves a nerd? Have, can you can you envision someone doing that? Like, oh, I love Avatar. I'm I'm like the biggest nerd because I'm I'm a huge fan of you know, and it's like in 3D and there's like blue aliens and stuff and the, <laughs> you know that the, the Islands float in the sky and shit. <laughs> oh man, I'm such a nerd. I love blue cat things. Well, well, actually, that's the thing because because the Avatar world it, it it really only existed for the movie. So meaning like it wasn't it wasn't such a unique world. It's really just the visual mm-hmm. stuff. It was an all right mm-hmm. world, but there aren't like things you can point out about the world that you're like, oh, that's not like anything else, or that's like its own unique thing. Like it's just you know Native Americans being uh, like alien Native Americans. You know. The thing they got close to being an original concept was this idea of this unobtainium stuff being able to cause weird interferences to land around it, which caused that floating island, and also causing electronic interference so that they couldn't use like radar or whatever. Yeah. But they barely touched on it. That's what I mean about the technology. <laughs> and you just made it way more nerdy, like way nerdier than it ever was by saying it like that. Well, it's something with the multi field. Okay, and, listen, no, you're right. Like, listen to me for a sec. <laughs> I already told you before, I have once read the original treatment of Avatar. I think it was called 88. Yeah, Project 88 or something? Project 88. Yeah. So one of those things that was very interesting about that was that it was very nerdy in a lot of ways, but the movie was not. Yeah. I mean, even like the worlds of like the Navi, like there's nothing like that unique about it. You know, it was cool to watch in, in my opinion but it but like you know like they're they're uh they're like coming of age rituals or like it, it's a very standard thing you know you have to tame yeah. a wild beast like that's a that's a very standard thing mm-hmm. you know so i don't know yeah i think that's true so avatar 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 fans <laughs> unless you're under <laughs> is the lone exception that proves the rule yeah. Right, except except for the Avatar fans who write Avatar fan fiction, because those people definitely are nerds. Oh, well, well, you're automatically a nerd if you write fanfic. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's pretty true. much. I suppose that's you know, true. <laughs> there's no coming back from that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sam, I'm sorry to tell you that even that one story you wrote about Harry and Hermione hooking up in the apocalypse that counts. Yeah, it's that like bestiality, count. man. Can't come yes, back. it does. I didn't publish it. It doesn't matter. Oh, Nobody read it except for you. Spent really that, yeah. three minutes thinking about a fanfic you would write. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I told you about the fanfic I I wrote from from the uh, a broken blade 
But oh my say, god! And this was in this was in the lost podcast, so nobody knows about this. We have yeah, to talk about this again. Well, okay, okay, okay. So I'm talking about I'm talking about the world of Dark Sun. What is Dark Sun? You ask. Okay, well, I don't know if you heard of Dungeons and Dragons, but Dungeons and Dragons has some books that are that are <laughs> that are connected to it. Sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt you. I just love how there's so many layers of nerdiness in this yeah. story yeah it's amazing it's, it's, like it's just dragons. like it's like a fractal of nerdiness and not only that these are these were the first Dungeons and dragons books i ever read it was before i read any forgotten realms so i there there are books based off of Dungeons and dragons worlds that you can play in and i was in one of the more i was reading from one of the more obscure ones called dark sun which was awesome and um, spoiler alert all right jeremy new spoiler alert okay Bong. Spoilers. Okay, so even though no one is going to fucking read the fourth, <laughs> of it, it's hilarious. Not, it's hilarious not, that you wanted to have a spoiler alert not, for that. Not only is no one going to read, not, not forgotten. Realms, no one's going to read realms. Dark the, Sun, a no, Dark Sun novel. No, 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 not just not just that. No one's going to read the Elfling trilogy. Not only that, but the Broken Blade was not even in the Elfling trilogy. <laughs> It was a book he added <laughs> later to that, that sort of to round out the whole story arc, but it wasn't even in the Elfling trilogy series. It's a separate book, and I wrote a fan fiction which I showed to no one and erased after I wrote it because <laughs> it was just after Rihanna dies—not Rihanna the singer, but Rihanna in in, in on hey. Athos, the Valici, the Valici student uh, under my umbrella, man, under my umbrella. <laughs> she, she, uh. <laughs> Um, she dies, and I was very pissed off about it, and I was, like, 11, so I wrote a whole story about, about uh, her be- coming back to life, and then afterwards, Sorak, like, making out with her tits, and then her giggling, and that was the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote it on my parents' computer, and I erased it after I was done. And so it was fanfic for just me for a few hours, a few lonely hours <laughs> in the summer <laughs> when Joel wasn't available to play. <laughs> uh... I love that story. So I think I think I think that's pretty nerdy. Writing a fanfic for yourself is <laughs> up for the, the broken blade. <laughs> it's okay. We've all done it. I definitely have. Yeah. Oh my god. Craig, who, who wrote those novels, by the way? The, Simon the Dark Hawk. Sun novels, huh? Well, his name Simon, was Simon Hawk. Simon Hawk wrote those, but but there was another guy who was like the more famous guy in Dark Sun. What was what was his name? The guy Jeremy, can you fact check who wrote the Verdant Passage? The Bird Passage? Oh, yeah. oh, wait, was that Douglas Niles? Hold on. No. Let me look it up. Yeah, Troy Denning, I believe. Yeah, you're right, Troy Denning. So Troy Denning was the guy in Dark Sun. <laughs> he was the author, you know, just like R.A. Salvatore, which some people actually may know. Um, but kind of like how R.A. Salvatore is the, 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 the king of Forgotten Realms, Troy, Troy Denning is the king of D- Dark Sun. So... Aww. We've learned something today, folks. If you're That's into right. Dark Sun, there's there's no there's no way back. <laughs> yeah, I think he like created a lot of it or something. Yeah. Uh, I did actually. I, I mean, I I can't totally make fun of you for that. I mean, I can still make fun of you, <laughs> but I can't totally make fun of you for for being into Dark Sun because when I was a kid, I did read one Dark Sun book. I don't remember what it was called. We talked about this on the on the the Lost podcast. It was it was the one with the the guy who was like a, a pit fighter who ended up right. like leading the these Passage. like rebels. Yeah, the, that was that was the Verdant Passage. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, here's the thing. Not actually, now I think about it. Dark Sun is not totally as a world. It's not totally 
so obscure because there are those two games. There was the Shattered Lands, and what was the other one? Those computer games. Well, well, Wake of the Ravager. Wake of the Ravager. Yeah, yeah. So and those, I games never, were kinda, uh, those games were kind of popular. So in terms of that, it's not as obscure. I yeah. suppose so. So I think the two types of... Uh, so I think at least one type we can say is a fake nerd is the avatar nerds. Suppose if there are avatar nerds, right? Okay, so let me do that. 